This is 10 with Ken, a 10-minute interview series that's never 10 minutes. In this 10 with Ken special called Black Voices, I'll be speaking with prominent black leaders in Nevada to talk about who they are, their experiences as Americans and Republicans, and what matters most to them. I caught up with Shannon Churchwell, a former Democrat and Nevada State Director for Blexit, a group dedicated to getting African Americans to exit the Democratic Party. She tells her story and gives me some good advice for the Republican Party heading into the midterm elections. Enjoy. Shannon, thank you so much uh, for the giving me some of your, your Friday evening uh, to talk to me and uh, come on New Media today and uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. And uh, I know your your time is important and I know you're working extremely hard uh, here in the state of Nevada and I'm, I'm so glad to talk to you. Oh, it's an honor to be here and thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Um, well, Shannon, uh, I want to talk about a, a couple of things today. I, I really want to focus on you. Uh, Shannon, can you tell our listeners who you are, uh, you know, what your title is, if you will, in your organization and uh, what your what your main goals are? Well, I'm Shannon Churchwell. I'm the Nevada State Director for Blexit. And my goals are to spread conservative values and connect with conservatives in the minority communities, especially the black community. Oh, that's incredible. And uh, how did uh, how did you get started with Blexit? What was your uh, what was your moment when you joined the organization or started to like make those ask those questions, make that journey and things like that? Well, the journey began with my personal journey of leaving the Democratic Party and realizing that me being a conservative, that the Democratic Party was not where I belonged. And I think that that's what's going on with a lot of people, You, especially Black people. They are conservative, but they have been pressured to stay in the Democratic Party. And for a long time, I said, well, I'll meet my people where they're at, which is in the Democratic Party, and try to promote conservative values. And that didn't work. As you see, the party has gotten horribly more progressive and liberal. And I just looked around one day and I said, I don't belong here and I'm not going to keep staying here. That my people need to meet me where I'm at, which is which is not in the Democratic Party. And so that began my journey. I found out that Lexit was looking for a state director and I interviewed for that and I was hired. That's incredible. And, uh, and Shannon, uh, you know, I did, well, I was doing some research. So you were a, a candidate for Democrat office here in, here in Nevada. And, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a, that's an important swing that a lot of people are making right now. I mean, the, the numbers are higher than ever of people switching their, their party registrations. What brought, uh, what brought you here, uh, to Vegas? Was it just work or just friends and family or? No, I was researching Vegas when I was on the East coast. But because of my family, I ended up in uh, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And when I decided that Eugene was just a little mm, too laid back for me, sure. then I said, California is too high. Let me try what I think would be a happy medium. Because Vegas is relatively a small place, but it has the entertainment and the activities that someone that's a big city person would enjoy. So... It's, I look at Vegas as like the best of both worlds. I I do. I I've, I've been I'm a born and raised of Oregon where everything's green mm -hmm. and everything's bald here. You know. 
so I'm uh, born and born and raised in. Yeah, I'm born and raised in Vegas, and so I I've I've grown used to the amenities and you know the twenty four seven ness of Vegas. You know of going restaurants not closing at nine thirty p.m. You know what I mean? It's it's nice. It's it's a beautiful place to live. Um, and so you so you're here in Las Vegas, and uh, and and you found you found Blexit. What were some of the you know, you talked about the Democratic Party moving away from you. What were some of the issues that sort of brought you, you know, to leave the party? What were what were some of those defining issues uh, for you that made well, had you made the it, change it, during Lexington? One of the things I've always supported was school choice. And I think that people who are in elected office should support anything that's going to encourage and education of our youth because they're the future and they 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 just so vehemently uh are opposed to it and i just think that it's political why you know you have a few party leaders that's dictating to everyone else what they should vote for even if you're in elected office they demand that you support what the the few who lead the party tell you to support. So you have people that don't have the guts to support school choice, even though they personally support it and their constituents uh, would support it. So that's one thing. The party in general, it encourages dependency on government. And I think as African-Americans, we really need to move away from any dependency on government. We need to do for ourselves. We need to educate. Uh, ourselves, innovate, invent, you know, just be more prosperous. And you can't be prosperous living off of a government check and depending on the government for this. No, absolutely. Um, I School choice is a, a very close to home subject for me. I mean, I just, you know, I, I was born and raised in the public school system here in Clark County. And it's, it's very, very sad. I know a lot of teachers. I know a lot of parents that just, you know, want those options, want to, you know, tie funding to students instead of, you know, just a broken, you know, school system. And it seems like exactly what you're talking about of it's a political decision. It's not the right decision for students. It's, you know, we are beholden to, you know, these teachers unions and these, these, you know, big bureaucracies instead of helping kids, you know, and I, I think that's important for, for every parent. Yeah, it really is. And I do support uh, breaking up the CCSD. I do support taking the limits off of the amount of charter schools. And I do support, um, yeah, tying the funding to the children so more children can take advantage of private schools and whatever that funding uh, could be used for to educate that child. Absolutely. But in general, the uh Democratic Party is trying to move towards a socialist communist type of party. That's not what I'm about. I'm not for that. I think that people should work and contribute. Able mind and bodies should be working and contributing to society instead of um, hating the rich. Most rich people were poor. Most rich people, if you look up statistically, they were poor and they worked them, themselves up. Uh, Microsoft uh, started out in a garage, from my understanding. You know, Amazon started off selling books. So a lot of people, I love looking at people's success stories. Uh, the Hilton brand started off with one strip hotel. So, I mean, you know, people people in America, we need to get back to that point in America where 
we're innovating, we're manufacturing, we're building, we're encouraging people to invent and be innovative, not depending on the government to for your basic survival. It is. It's it's one of those things where I want as many entrepreneurs as humanly possible. I want to give everyone the opportunities they possibly have, you know, possibly can have. And if there is, you know, if, if we're centralizing that control in the government and we're centralizing people's needs in, you know, getting a government check each month or just getting, you know, being under, you know, joining a big corporation instead of starting your own, you know, I, I feel like that entrepreneurial fire can only benefit people. The more, the more we can foster that, the, the happier people will be. Exactly. Um, and, and, and it is, it's, it's been a difficult thing. I mean, especially during the COVID pandemic, you know, we've seen a lot of that wealth, you know, go to the big corporations, right? They weathered the storm or they were prepared for this, you know, crazy time. Whereas the ones that were closed, the ones that were hurt are the small businesses or the people that, you know, the working class people that, you know, their, their businesses were shut their place in point. Maybe they don't own the business, but they work there. It was shuttered because of, you know, lockdowns and stuff like that. And it, well, it's, it hurts thing. everybody. I mean, you know, the Democrats who encouraged these shutdowns, they created this problem. And then they want to ride in with this socialism, say, see, that's why we need uh, to, basic income to depend on the government because of things like this. Well, you shut everyone's business down. So, I mean, you created yeah. the problem and then you want to turn around and pretend as though you're solving the problem. You're not solving the problem. To solve the problem, we need to stop voting for the people that have that type of attitude. And we need to make it where one person can't just decide to shut everyone's business down ever again. Not to mention, I am from a small business family. I have a lot of small business owners in my family, and I know what it takes to save up that money, work two, three jobs you know, do everything they can to build things up. And a lot of businesses that were shut down, never to be opened again, uh, it was very heartbreaking for me to see. It is. And and Vegas is a community, and we, you know, we're always the ones to take the hit first, being in, you know, in an entertainment economy. You know, we were, we're always the ones that, that, you know, have these troubles during the recessions and always the last ones out, you know, and it only affects, you know, people here in Nevada most. And, and it, and it affects, you know, minorities most. If those are the, you know, it the does. people that, that, you know, are taking those frontline jobs that are, you know, just trying to make a buck for their family and are hit hardest when we close them down, when we restrict the economy, they're the, they're the ones that get hit for, hit worse, you know? And, so and it's I very think difficult. that African-Americans really need to see that the policies of the Democratic Party is not working for us. They're putting party over policy. And I'm here to educate them so, you know, they're not continuing to do that. You know, we cannot keep pressuring each other, just like during the, the 2020 elections, I kept saying Joe Biden, Kamala Harris is not the ticket. That's not it. But people kept saying, you know, they weren't looking at the policies. They weren't looking at reality. And then you get them in office and they're a disaster. And then you're scratching your head wondering why. Well, you weren't voting on policy. You were voting on personality and peer pressure and things that just don't matter. And that's what I really want to educate people about is that policies matter. No, they, they do. And and it, it was it's been a, a tough, uh, tough time since the Biden administration came in. I mean, it is. I, I feel like we have gone. 
Yeah, I feel like we've gone crisis to crisis, and uh, but these you know, are man-made crises, right? They they were avoidable. Many of them exactly. were extremely avoidable. Absolutely, exactly. and and these that matters of who's that this administration is causing. No, absolutely, and and I think uh, you know when you have how, how have those discussions for you, Shannon? Whether it's with your family or your friends. You know, how have those discussions happened with you? Do you, do you spend your, are you, are you making, you know, uh, cold calls to people here in Vegas or is it, is it an outreach of like in the community? Like what, what are those conversations like and who are you talking to and how's that going? <laughs> well, I'm talking to people that in the community that have traditionally promoted the democratic party. And I've talked to people that are nonpartisan but they claim but they're always pushing the democrats if you're nonpartisan then why are you always pushing the democrats so when i have these conversations it's almost like you're popping a bubble with some people because they're like okay you don't want me to vote democrat but the republicans are racist uh so what am i supposed to do just not vote for it for anybody and I'm like, look, you can't paint all Republicans as a racist. You can't paint all Democrats as non-racist. They're racist in either party. You need to look at the policies and how each individual candidate is presenting themselves and the policies of the incumbents and see what is working and what isn't working. Is A blind person can see that the Democrat party policies just aren't working for us as African-Americans. In the last election, we voted nearly 92%. That's almost 100% for one party. And that, to me, is absolutely ridiculous. And the Republicans need to do more to reach out to the African-American base. They're the base of the Democratic Party. You really want to cut the knees, uh, cut the knees out of the Democratic Party. You have to go for the Black voters because they're the ones that's nearly 100% uh the democrats can count on to hold them up and a lot of times these elections in clark county and in, in nevada is lost by very small margins so um you know there is a lot of resistance obviously if i'm preaching to the choir it's, it's fine but i'm going into those areas where people are hard set hard-headed <clears throat> they understand they relate to what i'm saying but they can't wrap their minds around voting for a Republican. And that's why with Blexit, we have different events to break the ice, to bring Republican candidates out so they can speak. Because if you wanna be my mayor, if you wanna be my governor, if you wanna be my assembly person, you need to come and talk to me. And they don't come out to the black communities because they assume that they're not gonna get any black voters to vote for them. Well, they need to, Stop leaving these rocks unturned. They got to turn over every rock. They've got to solicit every voter that they can possibly uh, get because it all adds up in the end. And so a lot of Black people are conservative. They just want to know that it's okay to vote Republican, and that's what we're trying to get them to understand. It's, it's okay to vote on policy and not just have that peer pressure to stay Democrat. It, it is. And, and you, there's a couple of super important points you talked about is which number one is showing up. I think the, it, half the time the Republican campaigns or the Republican elected officials, they don't show up because they're like, Oh, well, I, you know, 
I can go to this, you know, safer room. I can go to this safer place where I know they're going to clap, you know, after I talk. That's not how we're ever going to break through. That's not how we're ever. And there are, I I 100% agree with you that there are receptive voices in that room who are waiting for somebody to give them the license to say, well, you know, Shannon's black and a Republican. Shannon made the switch and, you know, she's fighting for freedom. You know, I, I, I agree with you that we have to show up and we're not showing up at all in, in most cases. And they've actually done a little bit of a better job recently. I've, I've noticed that, you know, the national GOP and the state GOP have, have been in certain places. They've been in rooms that they weren't in four years ago, six years ago. So it's getting better, but we need, we need to move quickly because this is a very important moment. Um, and then another thing you hit on was, was cities, you know, of just, you, you talk about your mayor, you talk about your city council person. Like I, if, if I, if I were, you know, a member of the black community here in Vegas, I'd go, those are the people I care about most. Those are the ones that I, you know, I look at how, you know, what's happening in this city. And I, you know, if I live in deep North Las Vegas and granted it's had some good mayors, you know, I like John Lee, all that kind of stuff, but we, we need more leadership at that city level. And I think Republicans could really win uh, by helping us, you know, kind of turn around cities, which is why I love school choice. That's a part of turning around a city, but more than that, you know, and, and getting them into those rooms for the city. Well, they have to come and speak to the people because you can't expect someone to vote for you and you don't come and bother to say hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Policy conversation or discussion. So, I mean, right. you know, if you don't bother to come and say hi at minimal, then you can't expect someone to cast their ballot for you. If you're not, yeah. if you want to be my mayor, come talk to me, you know, yeah. don't, Shannon, don't I gotta, go everywhere else. I got a, I got a, a list of Republican candidates I need to send you. I'm just going to send you their contact info. You're going to call them. Okay. <laughs> I'll just, I'll try to, uh, you know, that. just say, Hey, go talk to Shannon. So I'll, I'll try and to try to see if I can get some people. Yeah. I'd love that. And that, that's actually, uh, you know, my next uh, sort of thing is Shannon, tell us, can you tell us a little bit about what Blexit events and, and initiatives are going on right now for somebody listening to this? Number one, how do they get involved and when's your next sort of thing that they can do? Well, I want people to become a member of Blexit. If you support promoting conservatism and conservative values to the minority communities here in Nevada, go to BlexitFoundation.org and click on the Nevada chapter, become a member. We have exciting things coming up. February's Black History Month. We're going to have a Black Art Expo. That would be a great opportunity for some conservative candidates to come out and speak and to learn more about Blexit. Um, we just have different initiative, a homeless, feeding homeless uh, drive that we're going to do in February as well. Um, we have tutoring for children that are failing in school, so we want to try to catch them up. So we do different community outreach things, and we have different events. And each month, we have at least three things that we do, so... Awesome. I, I want you to start sending me those. I want to get those out to people and make sure they know. Um, and, and you were telling me uh, you have a show. Uh, you said you're going to be on a show or, or have a show. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how people can listen to that when that starts? Okay. Well, it's Conservative Coffee. It's a morning show. It's with Mac Miller and myself. And it's going to air on 88.1 FM KCEP right here in Las Vegas Valley. And it's, it's basically, you could look at us as the Howard Stern and Robin 
of the conservative uh, movement. So we're going to get on the radio airwaves and just stir things up, challenge people's perspectives and get people to really get those conversations going because it's super important. No, absolutely. I, I'm so happy for you. I, that's that's going to be great. And uh, I hope you have the best conversations. You, you do stir that up. That's, that's great news. Yeah, we already um, have some people that want to come on that wants to uh, challenge us in our perspective. So it's going to be pretty heated and it's going to be great. Awesome. I, I hope I hope it is. Uh, Shannon, I got two more things for you. The, the, the last thing I, I kind of want to ask you is, you know, our, our movement, it doesn't focus enough on growing. I think we do a lot of base service here in the Republican Party of people that have been Republicans their entire life are just real happy. Um, Shannon, how how do we grow our movement and, and what do you think we need to do to get more Republicans, not necessarily just minority Republicans or black Republicans, but how do we get more Republicans in the party? What would you do? If you're in charge, what would you say we need to be doing right now to, to get that number up? Well, I think you need to reach out more to the, and this is of all races, those people who are disenfranchised with the way the Democratic Party is going, um, the nonpartisans that lean Democrat or have traditionally leaned Democrat that are not satisfied, the working class people, the people who believe in education and working. And that accounts for a lot of people. And you need to streamline your message so that you're touching them right in their hearts, right in their homes, right in their their wallets. So when you start talking about the common sense and and compassion, that resonates with so many people. And uh, I would just do more outreach in that regard. Like I said, don't leave any stone unturned. There are people who have been Democrats their whole life that can change. And the Republicans need to do more outreach now more than ever. I, I believe that uh, school choice is one of those issues that touches, it just touches everybody. I think that we need to really let people know that school choice is important because it affects your child's um future in regards to economic opportunities. So you have, uh, I've always believed that for poor people, education is a pathway out of poverty. So there are people that whose children are not getting a good education. What kind of earners are they going to be in the future? You know, how does Absolutely. that affect the family when your child turns 20, 21 years old, they're working a minimum wage job because they don't have a good education. And the next thing you know, they're bringing another child. And so it just creates generational poverty when you don't have a basic uh, level of education. And so it is, people it, it's can a really, great starter, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not so much you want to use that word school choice. But you just want to really let people know you're choking the cho choking the life out of children's futures because they're not going to be prepared to make money in the future. If you barely know how to read and write, it's rare that somebody barely knows how to read and write that become well, uh, super wealthy and successful. It's rare. 
and and incarceration rates are a, a really good indicator uh, exactly. of education that the more the more education someone has you know even even a tighter uh you know, indicator than, than even race, you know, everybody always talks about, you know, over incarceration and it is a huge problem, but education could just take a huge chunk out of that incarceration that those rates go down. The more education someone has, uh, you know, it's a successful education. And so, um, that's, this great advice. You know, I hope that, you know, our candidates will focus on issues that, like you said, touch their hearts, touch their pocketbooks, uh, more than, you know, some of these side issues that, you know, the media want us to talk about instead of the real issues that are going to affect actual people, uh, you know, heading into, into this election this year. And so, um, I appreciate that Shannon. Yeah. One of the things also I could give as an advice to conservative candidates who are Republican is the media wants to control the narrative to paint them as a racist party. That way they keep their base in line. Well, if you're coming into the communities, coming to Blexit events, really reaching out, then that dispels that myth because you're not afraid to, or you're not uh, ignoring this constituency. You want to be their mayor. You want to be their governor. And you're willing to come and mingle and listen and share ideas. So that is a definitely something that the Republicans need to do more of. Absolutely. Be there. Show uh, I, up. I, yeah, be there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, those handshakes and those, you know, hellos do matter. That retail politics of shaking a hand and saying hi and introducing yourself and giving a business card. It's just, you know, Republicans, you know, I, I love you. We're talking about policy and policy is important. But to me, what has impacted the campaigns I've worked on and the campaigns that, you know, I've, I've helped is being in those rooms, like you said, and just smiling and being like, okay, I, I don't know if that guy's a Republican or Democrat, but I liked him or, you know, her, you know, I, I like that person because I, I met them. And I think that that's more retail politics is a, a good, uh, is a good advice, especially heading into this year. Um, and so Shannon, uh, every, every guest I have on, I kind of ask this question. I want to know, what are you, what are you reading right now? What are you watching? What's, what's the entertainment when you're not, you know, pounding the pavement for Blexit? What do you, what do you put on your, you know, streaming device or on your, you know, your books? What do you, what, well, are, what media are you doing right now? I have a little lineup of things that I want to watch on Netflix that I'm trying to go through a little bit by little bit. Um, I like the Nigerian, uh, TV shows that they have on Netflix. Uh, there's a series called You that I have in Netflix. So, and as far hold, as hold on, is reading, is there is there a bunch of Nigerian content on on Netflix that I don't know about? They have a bunch of Nigerian shows. Oh yeah, it's a lot of Niger shows on uh, uh, Netflix. They have uh, TV shows, movies, so. Most of them are just hitting all, good. yeah. No, that's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I gotta, to, yeah. They speak English, so you don't have to read the subtitles. <laughs> okay, so I'm not, I don't have to go and do Google Translate or whatever. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. No, that's very cool. I love that. That's, I learned something new today. They got a bunch <laughs> of Nigerian, Nigerian TV shows on Netflix. So, uh, Shannon, that's that's what I have for you today. I'm, I'm so glad, uh, I could talk to you. I, you provide a, a very unique perspective. Blexit is an organization that's just doing great work in the community of like, you know, like you said, making those, those connections and, 
I wish you all the all the success in the world in that. And uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll have you come back on ahead of the midterms and hopefully all the candidates have talked to you and things are going great. That's what we're hoping for. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to meet everyone and just get them in front of people and they have to take it from there. We have thirty nine Blexit chapters across the country, so we are growing and growing and growing. And this um, black conservative movement is unstoppable. So I would just encourage everyone to visit BlexitFoundation.org. It was founded by Candace Owens and Brandon Tatum with the help of of Donald Trump. But it's about conservatism. It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization, but we are just decisively conservative. That is so awesome. Shannon, and thank you so much thing, for talking to me. And plug. yeah, I'm sorry. No, please. Plug. I'm ready. I want to hear Make it. Sure. <laughs> this Tuesday, February 1st, join Mac Miller and I for Conservative Coffee 88.1 FM. That's Conservative Coffee 88.1 FM this Tuesday at 1030 a.m. 1030 a.m. I'll tell everybody and we'll, uh, you know, if you got a link, send it to me and we'll get it out. And so. Uh, Shannon, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and I hope you have the best weekend. You too. God bless.